my good eye on the beat, living on the big street. I ain't got no time for that. Hey, everybody smash up your seat and rock to this brand new beat. This is music, mash up the nation. This is music, cause I sensation. Tell your mama, tell your father, everything gonna be alright. Wearing me down Pressure increase Everybody Everybody smack up your seats And rock to this brand new beat This is music Mac up nation This is music Cause the sensation Tell your mama Watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I I'm Mike's friend. My turn ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. With Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. With Mike Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. What you think, Carl? Hi. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Looking forward to full, full blast Spiegelman in my face. Let's oh, make you're it a great episode. In your face. <laughs> Hi. I'm your host, Mike Spiegelman. This show is called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl and I are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you to join us. You watch the YouTube movie, same time you listen to the podcast. Turn the mute on that uh, movie. We're streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm, as we do every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Best place to do it. You can also follow our podcast by our acronym. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And, and we're also on YouTube, so you can watch me sweat angrily during our show. <laughs> what are we on YouTube? What's the name of this channel? Oh, yes. It's less than I'm kidding. It's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yes. And by the way, we want to thank all 1.31K. <laughs> thank you, subs. Thank you, dudes. Hey, it would be nice if us. you watch a few of the films. It would be nice if you watch a, I don't know, maybe 24 views. Mm. Yeah. Hey, dude, I subscribe to everything. All right. Well, anyway, enough shop talk. You now know how to reach us. You're probably listening right now. Carl, what is the movie we're going to watch this week? Find the Lady. 1976 find the lady 1976 that's what you put in the youtube search engine now the channel we like is weird okay it's the worst channel name i've ever heard okay oh really and you know you've yeah. heard a lot of 
channel names. Yeah, it's uh, Semal Alubi dash M dot dot dot. It's just right. Okay. Look for Find the Lady 1976 and then look for C E M A L. Semal. I, I want to spell the rest of it, but you're not going to find the other Samal, right? We want you to go find, type in Find the Lady, 1979. I'm this is a Canadian film, but remember the spirit of 76. Find yeah. the Lady, 1976. It's the John Candy movie, right? We're going right. to watch this. Oh, God, I this movie. And, and the channel is C-E-M-A-L. I mean, it's got U-L-U-B-E-Y hyphen M, and then it's dot, dot, dot. I'm obsessed by the ending. Find the channel that ends with hyphen M, dot, dot, dot. Right. And it starts off with C A M E L. And find that, click it, hit pause, move the timer to zero zero zero. I am anxiously waiting to watch this horrible rewatch this movie. I haven't seen it since I hated it back in the day. Uh, <laughs> but to to kick things off, you know, Carl is multifaceted. He produces the show. He uh did this theme song, He's he got the video up, he did research on this movie, and he interviewed a celebrity comedian to do our Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Don't believe me, Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Jay Lance. Hey. Jay Lance, the comedian, how hey. are you? Oh, how you doing, how you doing? Welcome. No, you and I have been knowing each other a long time. Maybe we're going back to 2017. Uh, we first met each other at Scotty's, I think it was, you know? Okay. I, How I, long have you been doing this thing, and what got you started? Um, so you said 2017. I usually can pin, pin, pin the, uh, the exact date. I, I can pin it to uh, the premiere because it was a comedian that I, I really got into at the, at the time, was Hannibal, uh -huh. Hannibal Burris. Uh, I saw his stand-up on uh, Comedy Central. I think it was uh, live from Chicago. Uh, that was the first time I saw this guy, and I never heard of him before. And he was, you know, he's a black, young black comedian like, uh, well, like I was at the time. <laughs> uh, and he just had a, a flow about his comedy, uh, the way he just... The way he just delivered his punchlines, and also kind of you know gave like commentary, like inner head, inner commentary between the jokes, you mm -hmm. know. And a lot of comedians, like Dan Cook, I think uh, Dan Cook does the same, a similar thing. Uh, so I saw Bill, Bur I mean Bill Burr, Hannibal Burris, Hannibal yes. Burris. Uh, I said, wow, black comedian. He wasn't like the comedians I grew up watching, like you know Eddie Murphy. Martin Lawrence, you know, right. uh, really raw, really, you know, a lot, a lot of stereotype African, uh, African American, and, and you know, white racial jokes, a lot of stuff like that. I didn't see that from him. I saw him just uh, observational comedy, uh, just telling these crazy stories and and just you know, just just cool, just relaxed, just having a relaxed, you know, cool vibe about him. I said, I, I could, I could do that, you know. Before I was like, I'm not. 
Def Jam level. I'm not that kind of comic. Uh huh. I can. I've done it before, but I'm not. You know, I'm more cool, relaxed, calm. You know, that kind of kind of person. So I, I said, why not? Let me try it. So I went to uh, Otto Shrunk and hit Mike in New York City. I'm right. Like, I know it. Yeah. That was the first time I did comedy. I did open mic there on a Saturday. Uh, I took the path train out there. I walked down from 14th, 23rd to uh, was it First Avenue over there. It's a two-way street. Uh, 14th, yeah. yeah, 14th Street. Right. I signed my name. I did a bunch of uh, shit jokes because I, I, I wrote I wrote jokes many years ago. I, I I actually met a comedian named Brooklyn Mike. He said, "Man, just go up there and do it." I did acting. I did a lot of acting in theater and stuff. I never did comedy. So I said, let me let me just take this as like another role, you know, performance wise, you know, and 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 try it that way. And it worked. I was nervous, you know. Like, yeah. I don't even think I. I don't think I slowed down a bit. I mean, I wish I taped it, but I did. And I like most new comedians. I ran the light. I know I did. The guy had to get up. So like, he had to get up in front. of like, oh, 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 okay, that's that's light. <laughs> So you were prepared with jokes. You dusted off some jokes that you had written before you were a comedian. Yes, on some uh, on some um, index cards. I had a few. And I actually read to the people. They were giggling and stuff like that. But, you know, you don't really know until you go on stage, you know, what's funny to other people. Your, in your head, it's funny to you. That's what and I, I meet a lot of comedians. Well, a lot of people want to be comedians. They tell me stuff. You know, if you're funny around your friends, that's one thing, because you know, they're your friends and all that. But total strangers, that's performance. You have to really, you know, you have to you have to respond to them. And I know one thing you have to, you know, and to break your your ego as a comedian is a lot of that stuff in your head may not be funny to other people. Yeah. Or the way you think it is, or the way you're right. talking. So you have to. That's and that's the comedy part. You have to learn the stage presence, how you say things, how to write a joke. Yeah. All that stuff. Especially, yeah. It might be funny in your head, and it probably will be funny to other people if you write the joke right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you write it and you tell it right, you know? Yeah. Now, yeah. Like, you're an educator, right? And that influences your comedy, too, your interactions with these little kids. Tell me yeah. about that. I, I, um, I've, been a, I've been a substitute. All right, so I've been in some form of teaching since 2001. Okay. First, I started as a substitute teacher in uh, all the way in Atlantic County, where I was going to school at. I was at Richard Stockton College, which is in uh, Atlantic County, outside of Atlantic City. We know Stockton, yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've been subbing there, and I came up here. I've been an aide, and I've been a sub, and then I've been a regular teacher of art, uh, and also taught theater for a small time. So I've been teaching art for the past maybe seven years, uh, and I like to incorporate my teaching because people who have kids, they know teachers, but they don't know what teaching is like. So it's always good to give an experience people don't know about from another perspective. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I like to incorporate my teaching. I, I, I don't like telling my like where I work at and I'm a comedian because I don't I don't want it to crash or clash with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, yeah. So um I don't tell people I do comedy. I feel like yeah, you know, like I feel like I'm a drug addict. <laughs> right. <laughs> The secret life. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just like you in so many ways. Uh, the first time I ever went up, I dusted off some old jokes I had written over the years, and also I do not tell people at my job I'm a comedian. And when I'm at doing the comedy, I don't bring up my work. I don't yeah. want the two to intersect. Yeah, 
Now you, you got, got a You got a great voice. You should do like you should do a, a voice acting. You 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 could be a character. I, I hear your voice. You and um another friend of ours, Zach Rahimi. I love. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, a guy wanted to do like a voice like this, like this angry, this crazy white boy. You said, I said, I have a perfect guy for you to give him Zach. He loves Zach's voice, you know. And I said, you, you too, you have an interesting voice. What? I, Me? What? Yeah, yeah. It, it, like, like any, if you could close your eyes and hear your day late, oh, that's Carl. That's Carl. Like, <laughs> you have a voice that people recognize. Cool. <laughs> well, I really put it on when I'm up there. You know, I over exaggerate, like, yeah. enunciate. It's like, oh. ugh. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, that's what you do. You're you're a performer. Now, if we go on YouTube and we go to the channel Jay Lat the comedian, what are we gonna find? Uh oh, I have I have not been posting on YouTube a lot. I've been on TikTok. TikTok. Oh, you're big on TikTok. Uh, big. Uh, you know, like ant. <laughs> <laughs> it's a relative term, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're an aphid, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty big. <laughs> I'm an ant. <laughs> No, I have some videos on there. I have some of my. Uh, I did a podcast uh, during the pandemic. Fact, uh -huh. I built my whole room, making it try to make it to a studio that never happened because I thought you know we were going to be doing this forever. So I thought I I have some podcasts. I have about six episodes of podcasts. If you guys want to check it out, it's on my um it's on my YouTube. It's called at Gillette Comedian, and it's called uh, Yap. Yes, another podcast. Yes, another podcast. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, interviewed some, I had some good interviews, you know, I, I would love to keep going, but, you know, teaching, you know. Yeah, they make you've got a life. Yeah, they think we make too much money, so they give us all the stuff to do, you know, or the pennies they throw us. Oh, not a penny, yeah. So I have a, I have a, I have a podcast. I have my roast. Five-year roast I did before the pandemic. I had a great time. I had some great comedians come up and make fun of me and each other. Uh, uh, it was, it, that's up there if you want to check it out. Um, and some, and I guess some other random stuff. I don't know what I, it doesn't, you'll be offended by is good stuff. You know, I have some good stuff up there. You know, if you want to check it out, maybe some old videos, uh, some old videos uh, that I had on my um, court, on my VHS tapes I put up there. Um, yeah, that's up there. If you want to check it out and please feel free to subscribe. Feel free to subscribe and like. Yeah. Now, do you I don't put my, I don't like putting my comedy up here. You, know? you don't put your stand-up routine uh, like in a There's some, but it's some old stuff. Okay, I'm just letting you know it's old stuff. Not my okay. new stuff. I don't want people, you know, biting my shit. Judging my, you by... <laughs> yeah. And then knowing my, my set before I get on stage. So I, I pretty much, you know, I, I, ah. I my set, I do my set, you know, I want to really knock people out. Some of it might be there, might not. I just don't, you know, I just don't like putting teams up there. Now, during the pandemic, you and I were still going to open mics, but on Zoom. And one thing you did that nobody else did is you set up your room to have a little stage and a mic stand and a light pointing on you. Nobody yeah. else did that. That was ingenious. I did do that, right? I, I still have my stool right here. I have a punching bag where the mic used to be. Uh, but <laughs> I did. I, I had a stool. I was doing, I was actually doing shows. I was, uh, I was mm -hmm. reading my, my one-liners with my I remember my, my big-ass white cat that I had at the top. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Everybody else is in their Brady Bunch square sitting yeah. at your desk, and you were at a comedy club. <laughs> I, wish I, could, I wish I could find that, that tape again, man. Yeah, it was fun. It's interesting. Like, it, yeah, it, it was an interesting time. 
for comedy. Now, how, how can people find you out there on social media, Instagram? I think you're at JLat the Comedian on Instagram, but you mentioned TikTok. How yeah. do people see what you're up to out there in social uh, media land? JLat the Comedian on TikTok as well. Um, I have some, some skits up, not, well, skits. Uh, I have some uh, sets up there. One mm. of the skits. Um, I've also done, I, I mean, I'm, I'm JLat the Comedian on Instagram, TikTok. YouTube. I also have a Facebook group. You can go like that at Jay Light the Comedian. Um, and I've been doing comedy, so I've been all over the country doing comedy. Uh, uh, if you want to book me, book me through there. I'm, I, I trust you. I'm very funny. Uh, I, don't worry. Uh, you can if you, if you bring some kids here, just let me know. I might see. <laughs> yeah, tone it down. You get me fired. So yeah, you are. Uh, make sure you know. I, I'm. I've been doing acting. I've been in movies. Uh, oh, nine. I've been in movie. Look, 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 I'm an actor. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were in uh, Black. You were in Black uh, Power Fist. Uh, Black. You weren't in Black. It was <laughs> Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. You were Close. Power Fist. Iron yeah, Iron. remember that comic? Yeah, yeah. yeah Luke Power Cage. Man. You mean Power Man and Iron Fist. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Power Man is Luke Cage. That's his nickname. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I was in Luke Cage. I had this. I had a scene where I'm looking on as a drug dealer. I made a big roar about that on Facebook. All everybody. Was <laughs> yeah. And Daredevil. I was on Daredevil too. I have. Right. Yeah. I have a scene on Daredevil. I'm actually officially in the Marvel universe. How about that? I have a page that says right. we're in the Marvel universe. Cinematic baby. Yeah, so how about that? I am, I am, I, I, I S with Spider Man sometimes, you know. So yeah, I, 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 yeah, I've done, I've done short movies. Uh, I've done plays. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm what you call a thespian. Uh, you're a thespian. Yeah, I like, women, I like girls. I like in twenty, yes, twenty twenty three. That's okay. Okay, <laughs> Jaylet. Everybody at home is poised to watch this movie at the same... This is a John Candy movie. It's called Find the Lady. Everybody at home is poised to watch this movie at the same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play at the same time as we do right here in the studio. That is why you are here today to give us that, Jay Lat. Give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, y'all. You ready? Three. Two. One. Go! Thank you, comedian, for that celebrity comedian countdown. Wow, did I miss something? This movie just started. That's right. This movie just started. We don't start with opening credits. We, we start, don't start with... with a establishing shot. No. We just have close-ups. This is police detective Kopeck, and he is doing. Oh, that yeah. God. Jesus, chaos right off the bat. Right off the bat. So, Carl, I know this movie. I watched it. I'm a John. I'm a completist. I have to watch every Adam Sandler movie. I have to watch every Zazu Pitts movie. I have to watch every John Candy movie, which I think I achieved. But this one was a tough slog. Now, I know you have research on it, and I know I pretend I don't see these movies. I've seen it like maybe 25 years ago. I know yeah. it's two. It's it's. A, I don't know if this is the sequel, but there was two films with this yes. character. This is the sequel. Well, it's not really a sequel. It's like a spinoff. In the other film, they were a subplot. Interesting. And uh, 
Is this the one with Mickey Rooney or was that the other film? This is with Mickey Rooney. Oh, the, I know this film. There was a movie, it was called, it seemed like a good idea at the time. At the and time. They had, yeah. And so they had like, Candy as a supporting character? Well, it, yeah, it was uh, Kopech and Kaminsky. No, Kopech and Lieutenant Broom. And they were, um, okay, this is weird before I tell you. Sure. Now we're seeing the opening credits and it's showing us clips from the film that we haven't seen yet. Interesting. I don't yeah, think I've seen backwards? a movie like that. Oh, maybe um, Head? Maybe Head shows scenes from the beginning? Uh-huh. Not, not during the credits. But it, even if it did, it was because they were going to call back to something. I've never seen this before in which you show clips from the movie, like it was a trailer or something, during your opening credits. Right. We sat through many movies where they show the highlights of the film you just watched, which, you know, right. I'll give them credit. Just watched. Oh, no, no. The Protector. Remember that terrible action film we watched with John Carradine? They showed yes. some of the explodey, explodey scenes during the opening credits before they happened. Not, not as intense. It wasn't as animal, um, animal protector. protector. Yes, animal yes, protector. they did. They showed the explosions in the beginning. The yeah, last third, yeah. Good but, call. But you know, it's all kind of out of contact glory, I guess. Like you know, it's kind of cool. This film has these explosions, and plus, it was also slower. Do you want to put closed captioning on since we're on the side? Uh, okay, if I won't mess up my... No, you won't. Good. Every co-host's worst nightmare. Will touching the YouTube channel pause the movie? Yeah. Are we on the bottom or the side? We're on the side right now. That's why we this... can see the... Get out! <laughs> it was funny. The guy was like, what do you want? Get out! <laughs> okay, let me back up. Yes, sure, of course. I'll be quiet. Of... There was a film, it seemed like a good idea at the time. There was a subplot with these two cops. They were bumbling idiots, and they thought, we'll make a movie. Okay, and it's the director's own production company. He pretty much made this happen, produced it, wrote it with another person, and directed it. And, you know, okay, one thing I don't appreciate about, appreciate about this movie, and we're not really watching it to get its flavor, so we should do that now. Sure. Um, usually you have a bumbling idiot cop, and then the straight man kind of dude who's like all frustrated with him. You know, like he's the smart one and he sees the guy doing dumb things. Not in this movie. In this movie, every character is a dummy. Every character. The bad guys are dummies. The, actually, that's not really fair. It's not true every character. But there's a bunch of paired up things in which there are two dummies. The Pope. Right now, he says, like, there's a picture of two slime balls on my desk. And, you know, these guys are the worst kind of criminals. Now, there's Mickey yeah. Rooney on the right. Yes. I'm having bad flashbacks of this film, Carl. I saw this film in 19... I'll say 2001 for credit. So I've seen this film 22 years ago, and it's giving me bad vibes. <laughs> well, that's Leo and Trigger. Uh, and there are bad guys. And... Uh, um. Lieutenant Broom is getting the assignment to go get him. He goes, who do you want with him? He goes, I want Kopech, if he's not too busy. And the guy's like, no, no, take him, <laughs> you know? So You want to this so? Let's get the flavor of this film. Now, I Hello, think Riley. this is hilarious. Hello, this is Riley. Oh, uh, 
Is Sergeant Broom there, please? Who wants him? Uh, it's Officer Culpepper. Well, he's just calling up for Broom, right? Right. right. On TV's outside. Hold on, I'll get him. No, sir. You don't have to. No, wait, it's me. Oh, there There's Broom. Oh, Sergeant Broom, I was just looking for him. I was trying to get you on the phone. Sergeant Raleigh's looking for you. I'll go find him and tell him I found you, all right? Okay, so now he's got the phone. Sergeant Broom's not here. This is Broom speaking. <laughs> I um, think that's funny. Your buddy is looking for you. Here he is. Oh, Sergeant, I... <laughs> now we're going to get the phone together. Hello? Okay, that's great. That's brilliant. Hello? Hello? Who is this? This is Officer Kopech speaking. Kopech, this is Groom. We have an assignment. Yes, sir. Um, so he wants to moment, get a sir. pencil. Now, the um, internet hates this, this scene and thinks right? it's so right easy and obvious because he's going to be a bumbling idiot and knock everything over. I think it's fun well. Look at that. It's... I'm going to see a bunch of close-ups. Whoa! Whoa! Right. Yeah, look at all the shots we put together. To... It's perfectly edited. And now we're not right. over yet. We're not done yet. Okay. Getting the flavor. Finish your car, sir. You know. What? God, I love John Candy. I love John Candy. Who's down? Who's down at the other end? Sorry, sir. I was uh, just... See, they're on the phone. There he is. He's walking in the background. Oh, crunch. Okay, so Kai Carl, I know you are a very funny movie director, a comedy director. You've done Fish Burgers, you've done Waterman, you deal with people. You know how to establish a shot, right? Mm -hmm. You show a room, maybe a wide room, have both people in it. It's essential. Yeah. This guy is all close ups. Yeah. It really is essential for the feeling of the viewer to get acclimated. Okay, I'm in a place. Something's about to happen. You know, to get that. For yeah. just like you're like, got a blank screen and then boom, something's happening. It's it's discombobulating and you lose the audience. They They start to, since they can't process it, they quit on it. Yeah. I have a term called drunk movies where it and feels like I'm drunk. There's a detachment to the movie that I just get like bits and pieces, you know, like, oh, there's a truck, there's a flying car, there's, a, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, I want this movie to be, engage me. And I think that's the reason why I had such a bad time, it, that it felt like it was detached. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not saying that this movie's good. I just thought that was a very funny segment. It's yes. a terrible film. I miss John Candy. I miss John Candy's voice, his cadence, you know, which you could hear in 1976 even. Yeah. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. You know, there's a a famous story about a Toronto production of Godspell from 1974, and it had Andrea Martin, Eugene Levy, Martin Short. Yeah, it's like this murderous row. And I always like to tease myself and go, I bet you the show was unwatchable. Oh, Paul Schaefer was in that production. Interesting. So it's like the most amazing performers, everyone you love. And they were in this historic show. And I like to think to myself, it was unwatchable. Right? They were young. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Right. They didn't. That was their, those were their learning experience days. Okay. Now this is Charlie the wheel. Okay. And he's clearly involved in some criminal enterprise. 
did they for, did they steal the cars and then drive them in there, or did they trick the cars to drive themselves in there? No, they stole the cars and drove them in, but it kind of doesn't matter. The whole point of this scene is for them to finger Charlie the wheel so that he has to say, okay, you're looking for these two bad guys, right? Go to the opera house. That's where you're going to find them. They're okay. Why would they be at the opera house? Charlie the wheel! Here we go. Uh, 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 uh. I thought you were gone for five years. Commuted sentence, extreme hardship. Uh, uh, so what is it this time? More of the same? I didn't know there was anything in the trucks to help me. I'm only driving it, you know. I mean, I stopped off the deli for hot coffee, but he must have got in. All right. Who got in? <laughs> I know. I mean, anybody. These, these guys have great mugs, right? This guy's funny. Well, see, the thing is, Charlie the Wheel is a bumbling idiot. And uh, Lieutenant Broom here is a bumbling idiot. And John Candy Kopeck is a bumbling idiot. It's just like all of so many of the, you know, uh, when you when you see Mickey Rooney trigger, he's going to be a bumbling idiot. Now, oh there are God, some people who aren't, but they're few and far between. So anyway, I think that is a comedic wrecker when you don't yeah. have the... Counter. We're so funny. We're not even. We're not even knee deep in this film, and we both are just. We can, you know. It's a comedy sensibility. You know, mm -hmm. like we have a sense of like comedy. We love watching stuff. We love watching bad stuff. But when that comedy sensibility gets stepped on, we notice it. Yeah. Right. There's absolutely. no straight man in here. We notice it. No. There's no That's establishing right. shot. It's just all close-ups of the chaos occurring. We notice it. And that this movie is taking forever to get to the, the plot. Exactly right. Right now, they're on the case of finding those two bad guys. And they already found out from Charlie the Wheel that they need to get to this opera house. So all this stuff we're seeing right now, yeah. the plot will not revolve around it. They're just trying to be funny. The joke here is that the cops think, don't know he's a cop. Oh, they're the rest in candy as well. Kopeck. Watch it with the hands. Oh, they broom too. Insane. Watch your badge number. Kopeck. What about the Keystone cops and and uh, police academy? How did they pull it off? Uh, okay. Every member of police academy was not a bumbling idiot. You had that lady who does this is all timid, and then she screams. You had the sound effect guy. You had um, our favorite dude. Uh, I love that guy. We saw him with Whoopi Goldberg. He was, I'm, oh. I'm furious, yeah. I'm pissed off. And you had... Yeah, what's his name? G.W. Bailey, who played yeah. the... Yeah, he played one of the, the officers, the official officer, the MASH guy. So my point was, yes. My point is, okay, now we have two bumbling idiots, a cop and a detective. It's stupid. Anyway, um, that's why. They're not all bumbling idiots. They're, they're their are their own characters. Now, he's not a bumbling idiot. He's a straight man. The other two before Finally. the afternoon's over. Wouldn't be surprised, sir. Sir, there's nobody there. You see, he'll always You're look. Lost him? No, I. He'll always be frustrated. He'll he'll roll his eyes. You can see that he knows everything that's going on is stupid. Okay, so Charlie the Wheel simply walked out of the car. Uh, you're not supposed to be able to open the back of a cop car, but I I so I don't get it's, it. It's but. different in Canada. It's it's easier to go to Hornets that way. Now, they're the calling themselves Car 54. Isn't that gilding the lily? Where are you? Right. 
They don't do yeah. that joke. They should do that joke. I don't know. That's a pun or it's a, re- you know what? It's gilding the lily in the sense that it draws you out of the story. Like, there's but I mean, one- how easy is it to say we're car, fi- car 54? I mean, how easy is that? Young people yeah, probably don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, there's a. It's funny because I have access on Tubi TV to watch Car Fifty Four. Where are you? And I do remember the remake movie with David Johansson and yeah. Fred Gwynn. Oh no, Fred Gwynn was in the original series. Believe it or not, Herman. Yes, Lundgren. he was. Yeah, in black and white. Yeah, no, there's, there's a huge cult over that that TV show. Like people swear by it, but they also swear by Bilko. And how many episodes of that have I watched? Mm-hmm. How many Bilko episodes have you watched? Zero. I don't know what yeah. it is, Bilko. It's Phil Silvers. And he plays it. He's a, he's a funny little army guy who, uh, who kind of schemes the army. And he has a, okay. uh, a gang. What's it called? I'll watch it. Uh, it's going to be Sergeant Bilko. That was the Steve Martin movie version. Well, that I saw. Yeah. Well, so it was the Phil Silvers show. And then in syndication, they called it Sergeant Bilko. Phil Silvers. Okay. I'll check it out. Top Cat. The cartoon is based on Phil Silvers. Yeah, there's some really influential uh, shows that no one knows. This is just a little fun. They're trying to find an opera house. So he's getting out the map. You can see it behind them. That's funny. It's it's a little funny. Oh, he's noticing it? He goes, sir, 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 it's right there. Good work, go back. Good work, go back. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You know, why don't we just just do our own dialogue? (laughs) Okay. All right. Now here, we're going to go inside. Go ahead, you go ahead. No, 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 I want you to be uh, uh, a broom. Okay, now here's our two bad guys. Okay. They're not both bumbling idiots. Now, Trigger's a bumbling idiot, but Leo, he's stupid and he does dumb things, but he's one of us, okay? He's, okay. he's making mistakes because he's a person, not because he's a bumbling idiot. It's Dick Emery, uh, who you might oh. know is a big deal English guy. Yeah, you know, a big deal English guy is Peter O'Toole, who gets co-billings in this movie. No, Peter... Peter O'Toole. Peter... Kaminsky, Lieutenant Bruce. Oh, Peter Cook. Peter Cook, right. I was Dudley Moore and Peter Cook. I always get him and Peter O'Toole, excuse me, mixed up. Well, yeah, okay. Peter Cook, not in real life, just not in real the life. name, right? Yeah, just when I say O'Toole. Peter, I, I go to O'Toole. But, you know, Peter Cook is a fucking amazing guy. Real complex, Bedazzle, what a great movie. Yeah, Bedazzle. We've also seen the remake. But, I mean, like, he is great, but he's a very complex comedian. Like, you know, the the... Dudley Moore shit, and when they're Derek and Clyde or whatever, that just takes forever if you're not familiar with it. You know, you yeah, have that's a couple right. Of you're into it, so it's it's sad to see all these guys are making are getting paid, right? Mickey yes. Rooney had a eight decades career. What yes. happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost nine. Yes, he was the top paid actress from like late thirty something to early forty something. That guy really had ups and downs in his career, but it started out so high. Let's see. More than 300 films, the last surviving, one of the last surviving stars of the silent era. Yeah. Uh, One of the best paid actors, box office attraction from 39 to 41. 
16 Andy Hardy films. Everybody knows that dude. You know, The Simpsons, when he shows up, he says, I was the number one draw from 1939 to 1941. And Bart Simpson says, wow, spanning two decades. <laughs> spanning. Okay, now look, you see this guy? Yeah. He is the opera director. And what he has to do is make this woman who really cannot sing well. Okay, she is going to be the, her, the star on opening night. Is she the particular lady? Yes, find the lady, find the lady. She is the lady. What is all this? What are you doing? I'm rehearsing. What's it look like? You're rehearsing the wrong show is what it looks like. Come on. So let me explain. She is like the niece of a rich dude. Like she's in a family with a lot of money. They're called the... Lewinhawk. Lewinhawk. So she's Victoria Lewinhawk, and they want her to be an opera singer. She doesn't want to. She wants to be in, like, sing in stupid clubs and dance and shows. Like, I, I heard punk rock is kind of popular. <laughs> like, off, off, off Broadway, like, triple off Broadway. Well, she is in Canada. That's pretty off Broadway. Yeah. And that's where she will do her. Now, look. He is going crazy because he has a reputation as a maestro, and she sings like shit. He looks like he's Chef Boyardee who ate a bunch of Chef Boyardee. <laughs> well, his family owns a pizza shop. Oh, so he's Chef Boyardee. pizza, Chef Boyardee. Here comes oh, Peter Cook. I thought I yeah. told you to stop sniffing around my niece. I have business here. Your business is taking care of my business at the Orchid and nowhere else. Henry, I love Peter Cook. Throw him out. So he goes, look at, look at little Henry. Yes. He's got to throw him out. I was just leaving. Thank you, sir. <laughs> now that was funny, right? Do you think he's the shortest guy in this movie or is it going to be Rooney Mickey, all the way? Probably Mickey Rooney. So I thought that was funny, pretty funny. He goes, you throw him out. And, okay, so they're surveilling the mobsters, right? They right. see this guy come out. They take a look at the picture. It's not him. Every time they surveil, they duck down so they can't realize if they're not in the car. Okay, so anyway, Peter Cook owns the club that his niece, Victoria went to to say, I want to be an entertainer in your club. And that guy was the club owner who we just saw saying, what are you doing here in this opera house? Oh, I gotcha. Also, I like the pizza and the hat bit. Yeah, that was so, I didn't put the sound up. Listen to her. You have to raise your hand like that. This voice, Henry. I love this song. My ringtone. It pisses people off. Yeah, this was my high school prom song. <laughs> your prom lasted eight hours. <laughs> Don't you hate it when they take songs from centuries before your prom happens? I mean, <laughs> come on. This is an oldie but a goodie. It's uh. Beethoven. No, I do like the clothes. Like, would you say this clothes—the clothes they wear—is just classic seventies or these? Well, I think it's or? absolutely the style of the nineteen seventies, but I wouldn't call it classic because they don't know they're retro. You know what I mean? They're just wearing what sure. you wear. Yeah. Like if it was done today, 
it would be like all decked out and you know you'd see snoop dog playing a pimp you know right of course but they don't know they're retro so yes they're you're going to f- see very classic 70s flavor you know what i notice about that carl is that it's the soundtrack too like when we watch movies that were made in the 80s it's whatever they have the finances to create their own soundtrack it's but if you watch a movie that takes place during the 80s right it's like all the classic numbers yeah Mm -hmm. one after another we're gonna hear uh thriller oh i just heard thriller did you know i forgot that vincent price uh rhymes oh yeah you forgot yeah yeah yeah. he's uh, blood in your neighborhood hood hood neighborhood i I think it was meant to rhyme here's the plot okay peter cook really doesn't have the money it's all in Victoria somehow, okay? So she has the money. I don't get why, but it's some family thing. So his ploy is to kidnap Victoria. And so you have to pay a ransom. So he's going to have his own niece kidnapped. And, and he's the guy who has to pay the ransom as if, you know, somebody did it to him. And then he'll get the funds from Victoria and of course, he'll be paying himself. Interesting. So wait a minute. Um, so Victoria will be kidnapped by, I guess, two Peter bumbling... Cook. Peter Cook. Well, Peter Cook's bumbling idiot henchmen, uh, Trigger and Leo, which is Mickey Rooney and... And she's never met them. It isn't like she's hung out with right. this guy. Yeah. never met them. Okay, she is sneaking out right now, okay? Um cutting i'm eating and running <laughs> what i am so, sorry i have the melody of that last uh, opera song and i can't oh, yeah. okay so peter cook's guy came to pick her up she's running away to go to the club and practice uh-huh. he's gonna go in there and go uh miss um uh, Miss Lewinhawk, Miss Lewinhawk. So the bad guys think Miss Lewinhawk's in there. So they're going to kidnap the wrong person. Okay. Got it. So there's another woman in this movie? Yeah. Oh. Let's hide. <laughs> you see how he got smacked? That was pretty good. What are the oh, piano music, yakety sax, of course, Benny Hill song. Wait, what What are you doing? Oh, because they're all going through. Yeah, crazy. they're going through the corridor where they open the doors. Like that it's yellow really not thing. done well. We're not getting that feel. It's wacky, but I don't hear the wacky music to, to uh, clarify. Right. It's not, it's not that kind of film. They're trying really hard. They think oh, like you're Rick and Rooney. Up. He's sticking his head halfway through. I mean, you know. That's that's what I mean. They're really trying hard. I mean, this film was. Uh, it it's just not funny. That's the bottom line. But if it was like they did everything they were supposed to, they just had a piece of shit script. Like Mickey yeah. Rooney does his job. It's just not funny. But he absolutely does his job. It's true for all of them. John Candy yeah, absolutely does his job. 
So because see? it was John Candy, I would see video cassettes for sale. With uh, seemed like a good time at the. It seemed like a good idea at the time. It'll be his his character's oh, face. Yeah, that was the subplot. They were just doing what they did with Jack Nicholson for. Okay, this is weird. The girl wants to say hi, and then, but there's no point to it. It's just trying to be funny. Well, they're on stakeout, girl. And the, and see, I don't get it. Is that the joke? The the mother or the grandmother was like thinking he was a perv or something. I don't get the joke. There's rhythm to it. There's like it's it's. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, they're on stakeout, so we threw a joke in while they were on. Stakeout. While they're waiting, yeah, they're outside, and this is what happened. Okay. Okay, so now they kidnapped the wrong person. Let me tell you about this director. His name is John Trent. This was one of his own efforts from Quadrant Films, his company. Uh, he made just, he was, of course, he's British born and grew up in Canada. Died in 83. He made Homer, Middle Age Crazy, seemed like a good idea at the time. Lots of Toronto television, uh, Canada television. Uh he made the horror film Death Dream, a vampire horror film. But he died in a road accident while delivering his son, who was in the Ontario Under-16 Jumping Championship. He was bringing him to an event. A oh, police no. car came around the corner on the wrong side of the road, and he hit his Cadillac, which was a compact. So there wasn't much yeah. leg room. Is that the right word? The trunk, the, the, the hood wasn't very long. Smash. So I don't know what this guy would have gone on to do, but he, he died early. What about his son? His son, I don't know. Okay. He, I guess he... Actually, just because he doesn't say he died, it doesn't mean he didn't. Okay, now Candy sees the bad guys. It's them for sure. So it's like, get down! Get down. But he pressed the There's horn. Fat stomach. He goes, you too, fat Kopeck. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's a little gangster, Mickey Rooney. He's got a violin case, but yeah. watch out. All throughout the thing, he's like, you know, uh, he wants to kill somebody. And he's always like, this would have never happened with it. He refers to an earlier gangster. It's not funny. Like, the guy always says, don't burn her. Like, Burning him is what he calls killing him. So, oh, I see. Now he go. He goes. Jesus Christ, be be with you, my nuns. Oh, that's crazy. He said that in front of these nuns that just happened to be walking by. Right, and it didn't. It didn't go well in the way he acted it. But it's a funny gag. He goes, Jesus Christ, be with you, sisters. <laughs> now he's directing them to K turn out of there. Oh, uh, the worst. We're making a funny film for you. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, we talked about this with Hardly Working, Jerry <laughs> Lewis. I feel like sometimes there's a scene, and sometimes they are the scene. Yeah. Like, the comedy is what's happening, or the comedy is that they walk into the into the camera shoot, and they're just totally the, bags. Right. If they weren't there, nothing would be... Okay, yeah. this is the crazy house. They're at an amusement park. It's the crazy house. It's called... It's mental uh, issues. Health, health yeah. house. <laughs> okay, so it's also called a fun house, but here, this one is it's called mental challenged house, and 
that's where they're going to hide their kidnapped Victoria Lewin home. You seen Lady from Shanghai, right? And this will be our uh, finale, where we're when our finale happens, it'll happen. Will there there be a hole in mirrors like the finale of Lady from Shanghai? Yes, there'll be all this. Is that why you asked me? I thought. Yeah. I thought that was the Sean Penn. It was an uh, Orson Welles film back in the day in the, uh, uh, in the 40s. And it ends in, in uh, San Francisco back when they had, you know, that crazy pier, whatchamacallit, Playland. Okay. And they had a fun a house of mirrors and there's a big shootout at the end. Well, you know, this will be like a bunch of bumbling idiot cops will run into the fun house and then they'll get all fucked up on the rides. Oh, right. Oh, cool. Good, because I well, want to... it's a cool setup, but it's... Not... Okay, let's listen for a minute. All right. Need to do. Because he's the straight man you with the brain. Don't you ever think of anything but cars and The other one's the bumbling idiot. And broads. And business! Like dumping the limo! Hey. Hey, leaving it out there, they... They could finger they could us! Finger on us! All right! Yes! Yeah. Hungry. Huh? Can you do an Italian accent? All right. Go get a pizza. Yeah. Now listen, yeah. hold the anchovies. Yeah, they put anchovies on, I'll kill them. They put anchovies on, kill them. Now, it's hold the anchovies, and that will also be a uh, broom's joke with Kopak. There's your mirror you were talking about. Right. I, w- I was, uh, I said New Jersey because it's a go-to joke just as much as anchovies. Anchovies <laughs> on pizza? Teaneck, New Jersey. <laughs> Is that... I yeah. didn't know that anchovies were born in Jersey, were they? No, I mean, no, but you know the joke where it's like, oh, yeah, tenafly, and then it's like, no anchovies is a go-to joke for pizza. Okay. I don't know yeah. that expression, I guess. No, I, I guess I'm not saying it well. I'm just saying it's kind of hackneyed to do an anchovy pizza joke. It's like using New Jersey as a punchline. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Spiegelman is a dirty Jersey boy. Okay, don't let him fool you. He was there until like 92 or 3 or 4 or something. Uh, he did have a spell in Boston or, you know, yeah. uh, it was yeah. at Brandeis. But but he comes from Jersey. Jersey boy. Oh, well, I have to say, like, when I went to visit you uh, four years ago, it was the last time I was back. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cook. Yeah, now he's getting the thing. It worked. We got her. She's kidnapped. And he's like, oh, police. Hello, police. This is J.K. Lewinhawk. I have best to movie. I'm sorry. No. This movie was Peter Cook, the wife, the thief, and his lover. Wait. I got to tell you, Peter Cook, I thought, was very funny in his early career. And then he got to a place in which he wasn't funny when he was a grown-up mature everyone respects me comic comedic actor okay all, all these guy, people have yeah uh, finish your thought because i was going to go on okay i can all talk that, about him later he's throughout the whole film no i'm just gonna say all these people are good actors slumming it or they're young. They don't think so, Mike. They don't think so. You don't think like, Mickey Rooney was thinking of a paycheck? Uh, yes, I do think that. But I also think he is putting his everything into... He's not walking through this role. He thinks he's funny in this movie. They all do. Yeah. 
Now, this Cope, uh, Lieutenant Broom, we know him from The Park is Mine. Oh, the, the Tim, Tommy Lee Jones TV movie in Central Park. Yeah, I think it was Cinemax or not HBO. No, Showtime. It, was HBO. it wasn't like it was show, HBO's one of HBO's first original films. Right. Yeah. Now, he was Commissioner Keller in that film. Remember, he was in the trailer, and yeah. I don't mean the movie trailer. I mean, okay. Now, listen, Victoria just came up with an idea. She wants to kidnap herself. That way she doesn't have to do the opera opening night and she didn't let her uncle down and they'll make a little money. And he's like, you're crazy. Um, Lieutenant Broom was also in National Lampoon's senior trip. <gasps> Which I totally know. Canadian film, right? Yeah, he that was, was Senator film. John Learman in that film. Uh, I love it. I thought that was one of our best episodes, even though the movie had no audio. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so he, we know him from two other movies we've done. Sure. Now, this is just like a tertiary thing. You remember we did that bionic man and woman? Oh, and yeah. The, there were three of them. He was also in the bionic showdown, 1989. So that's not on our film, but tertiary to it. Not on our show, but... We we could. We could. We that could. would be interesting. We'll We're all bionic. We love the bionic people. Would you like to do the bionic showdown? Yeah. Oh, I, I have a movie for you too, Carl, but I'll tell you off, off the set. We still have all a right. movie right now to watch. Yes, that's right. Okay. So basically he's going, you're, you're, okay. Do you know who Delroy Lindo is? Yeah, we, he's. He's Here he is. Movies. Here he is. Great. This is his first that film is. ever. You saw him there, and you'll see him again in one other scene, and that's it. He okay. was in a lots of um, Spike Lee joints. He was in Malcolm X and Crooklyn. Yeah. And Clockers. But he was also in Get Shorty. I really yeah. liked his performance in that. He, he, did, he was really good in the last uh, Spike Lee movie I saw, the... the the one about Vietnam that was a Netflix film. Uh, was it the no, one no, about not... World War II and they were African-Americans defending their country? No. It was Vietnam? Tell me. Vietnam. I Did was, I uh, see it? Yeah, I like it a lot. You know, the problem about movies that I see on, on Netflix, they tend to be a half hour longer. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I like Spike Lee and I like his films and, uh, uh, it's good. It's really good. Let me see if I can find the name of it. Do you remember what it's called? Let's yeah, listen. I don't, I don't think Delroy's in that one, though. Oh, the... Uh, Derive. The Five Bloods. Okay, thank you. I'm going to watch it. I can yeah. second-guess the police better than you. You're too smart for your own good. It's very simple. I merely revert to my alter ego. Hugo Steinmetz, the perfect gentleman's secretary, sir. <laughs> I think I made a mistake getting... Hugo Steinman. Okay, so they do this other funny joke. The doorbell rings, and he goes, Hugo, talking to this guy to go open the door. But John Candy hears, you go. So he goes, Hugo, and he goes, yes, sir. And he goes to get the door. Kopak, where are you going? I just you see said asking, for me to go. No, 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 no. Hugo, yes, sir. And he starts to go again. Carl, did you write the script? <laughs> See, that's the thing. I'm only telling you the good stuff 
it yeah. sounds like the film is good and it's not. You got Okay, Hugo. Nah, I'll stay. Peter Cook in the end goes, Steinman, would you please get the door? It's really good. Now they're like, I know you. I've seen you someplace. Yes, you have. He's one of the criminals you're after from the photo. Of course, you won't figure it out. Swim. <laughs> <clears throat> Sir. Detective Sergeant Roscoe Room and Officer Copeck. Mr. Lewenhack, you've reported a kidnapping. Yes, my niece, Victoria. The opera singer. We have our sources of information, Mr. Lewenhack. So they know it's the opera singer because they were just there, you know, surveilling. So anyway, they're really trying hard, Mike. They think there's a lot of funny stuff here. Right. You know, like we you said, this is my uh this is Kopeck and he looked over his shoulder and he was on the other side they closed the flap at the same time for their badges they really think this is a comedic now here's a whole thing like don't get fingerprints on the evidence and he'll totally get fingerprints but that's what I want I want John Candy to get fingerprints so I watched who's Harry Crumb I watched Armed and Dangerous I want him to trip and fall so now Oh, this is it. Hugo. He wanted me to answer the door, sir. Well, the doorbell rang and he asked me to go. I said, you go. Right away, sir. Pack, he said, you go. I was just going, sir. Not you go. You go. Hugo Steinmetz, my secretary. He handled it. What? The note. Mr. Lewin had Kopeck the note. Don't have the evidence. He got his hand. You go. Uh -oh. Mr. Steinmetz, would you answer the door, please? Certainly, sir. <laughs> It's trying real hard. It really it's trying. It's really trying. Now, watch how he'll get his fingerprints on. Okay, well. Okay, so a letter shows up, and this letter's from Victoria, and guess what it says? V has been kidnapped. Yeah, you will yeah. be contacted. The same text. Oh, good. Now the movie's starting. I'm excited. Look around. What do, do you like Tintin? The Adventures of Tintin, they had the hilarious bubbling cop duo, yeah, the Thompson yeah. twins. Now look, he's touching it. Look, he's got it in his fingers. Right. Well, he puts it back it. on. <laughs> now he's touching it. This is why I had to watch this movie. I'm a John Candy completist. I want yeah. to watch John Candy. He's dressed like Uncle Buck right now, although he doesn't oh, know okay. it. Well, how old do you think he is at 77? It's he, in his, looks, uh, old, he, he looks older. Right? Well, he died at 43, and that was in 80. That something. was in 94. 93, maybe. Um, yeah, you're right. It, you're right. He died at the age of 43. It doesn't say the year, but I know he was I making. Think it's 94. Um, okay. Uh, 90, 80, 70, 60. Okay, so maybe he was. Or mid twenties, gonna be early thirties, something like that. Yeah, but he looks like he's could be he could pass in for his thirties. Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean he's fresh faced and young in this film, yes, you know. Right. But chubbiness keeps you young. I I'm not making a joke because it stretches. You know what I mean? It fills out. You won't see a wrinkle. Great, I have something to look forward to, girl. 
Yeah, okay. He died in his sleep while filming Wagons East. It was yep. a heart attack. Uh, he would binge eat in response to his professional struggles. One time he was over 300 pounds, but he lost that. Uh, alcohol abuse, cocaine use, a pack of cigarettes a day. Yeah. This guy really... He loved just, life. Yeah, I guess, but... I don't know. You can love life and then, you know, by drinking on the weekends. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Curious and, you know, however he went out, I don't know. Okay, okay. so... Uh, yeah. Okay, I gotta tell you. A guy is lurking around and he's dressed like Phantom of the Opera, okay? Okay. Okay, now, it's Victoria's big plot. She will be due on stage, but she'll disappear because she's been kidnapped. So she's making a note. Wasn't the second note hers? Yes, it was. But, and, and, and the guy had it delivered. Uh, it was, but I don't know. This is going to be stuck on the mirror. I'm not sure why. Oh, they're like, hey, where's Valerie? Right. See, that's Bruce Kopeck. Um, oh, and Drag? Yes. He was the one who was directing before. He really does a good job in this film, although he just plays a stereotype. He still does a good, good job in this film. Um, where is his credits? Oh, well. I'm trying so, you know, he's like, all uh, Canadian and he doesn't have very good credits, but he's very uh, funny in this film. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. So we know John Candy from from like Volunteers, early 80s. He kind of blew up, Splash. Yeah. He blew stripes. up. He was also, stripes. Yeah, right. But he was also like SCTV, which was a big influence. They had originally a Canadian show, which was syndicated half hour, and then the NBC 90 Minutes showcase. Oh, yeah. And uh, he that's did, right. Heavy Metal, the movie, the cartoon movie, he voiced uh, Den. Oh. Oh, cool. I'm a big muscular guy, you know. Uh, and that was through Ian Reichman and I think Harold Ramis, so Canadian connection. Yeah, definitely. Well, he is himself a Canadian connection. I'm just going to list these films that I liked, okay? okay. That's a good Stripes idea. Flash and Brewster's Millions, which I don't remember him in. That's, uh, that's with... Uh, uh, Richard Pryor, I saw that in the Claremont, yeah. and then following that, they had a free sneak preview of The Breakfast Club. Uh, what a double feature I had back in the but day. But who was he in Brewster's Millions? I he don't was, remember. He was Pryor's buddy. Pryor had to spend, he was, Pryor was Brewster, and he had to spend a million dollars to get So he was dollars. a baseball player? Oh, he was yeah, the catcher. Yeah, was a, yeah, he was a catcher, that's right. Planes, trains, and automobiles, space ball. For planes, trains, and automobiles, he was 300 pounds. He lost 100 pounds to be in that film. 100 wow, pounds wow. with the trainer. Um, the Great Outdoors, Uncle Buck, Cool Runnings was pretty good. Um, he was, you know, he was in National Lampoon's Vacation. He was in Little Shop of Horrors as a small, that's sort of, you know, we saw the original. He was in Home Alone. He was in... Uh, and then he was dramatic in JFK. Yeah, I remember that. I think he played a Southern lawyer or something like that. 
And only the lonely is another movie in which he was a dramatic player. I know. I don't uh, know that Ali Sheedy. I've never seen. That's one of. The, I I'm still have to complete my list. I haven't seen that in a while. He did one where he was a soap opera writer and delirious, where he would right. create the the universe when he types in. Uh, Wagons East. His last film was with Richard Lewis. It was uh, no, yeah, it was with Richard Lewis. But yes, Wagons West East. You know, there, there was a. Canadian Bacon. Have you ever seen that one? Michael Moore yes. did a comedy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that was his last role. Like, I think that was... I forget which which was theatrically released last. Whether oh, okay. it was East or uh, Canadian Bacon. So they both hold the dubious... Well, I title. hear that I always, always... Well, maybe because he died during Wagon's East. Right. Okay, now, they are getting recording equipment all right and they are getting it so that when the kidnapper calls they can record the call okay now look i found this note she's been kidnapped so now they've got three she's been kidnapped so it's kind of not making sense so they go down to the club where she was kidnapped and now they think they're giving us hilarity uh, as he yeah, yeah. interviews all the actresses and actors. Watch this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honk, honk. Yeah. Go back! Uncut that boob! He didn't say that. He didn't say that. Oh, I like that. I like that. We should add that. <laughs> if I was punching little... up this script, I would have said... Go ahead. No, no, you play Bloom, I'll play Kofax. Okay. Go back! Go back! Uncut that boob! Uh, uh, yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. I, th I think I, th I think she's a B cup, sir. Don't put that in the report, Kopech. Okay, now <laughs> that Bruce, they think that Bruce is a woman in this scene, and he is, of course, sexually titillated by her. I found him. This is Richard Monet. That's clearly French Canadian, okay. and. He was best known for his 14-season tenure as the longest-serving artistic director of the Stratford Festival of Comedy. I don't know. Is that important? Yeah, it looks like he got it in. Is that how he got the role? Hey, no, this is – it was from 94 to 2007. Oh. So he's smitten with her, but not really, but enough so that when he finds out she's a man, he, you know, loses his shit. He loses his shit. Oh, oh, come back, get some water. All right, I'll go. No, you don't know, that's I'll go. good, Mike. We should have punched the script up for them. That's what I'm saying. Look, anytime you want to, we can just recreate dialogue. We pretty much know what they're going to say. <laughs> well, it's not fair for me. I saw it. I, I saw it in, the, in 2001. Right, right. Okay, so you know them too. Yeah. I saw um, it on September 12th. Now look, it is, it is possible, it is possible that this film is in the public domain. I'm not clear about that, okay? I think it seems like a good time is in the public domain. And that, you know yeah. it is? Well, you know, one of the things I would see, this is before we streamed everything, you know, you would go to uh, a used video store or whatever, there would be a DVD pack or a double cassette, a Find the Lady and... Uh, it and it's like because it was 
I don't know if like it was cheap and it was the same production. Like Trent, they were able to just get both of these candy films, or okay. they were in the public. In one of the obvious places to look, like Wikipedia or IMDb, I saw it said alternative versions, public domain VHS releases contain yes. an edited for TV print running eighty minutes. So then I looked up Mickey minutes. Rooney public domain films. Oh no shit. And it is, it does appear on that site, but it's cryptic the way they wrote it. Like they wrote most of this DVD fare is, uh, is because it was in the public domain. So I'm not sure. I've got, whoa. Whoa, that's not Groucho Marx. Gulp. 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 Limpo. I think her, I think she's really sexy with that nose. Ah, what timing. Yeah, now she's finding out. He's finding out. Okay, now oh, okay, I'm going to have a bit in which I'm insulted. Th there, there's a person who's black, who's African-American. We know it's Delroy Lindo. And they're having this weird reaction. Like, they neither of them want to deal with them, interact oh. with them. I'm offended by it. Okay, period. Oh, no. So he go. He says he goes. Wait, number one son is in there. So it was an Asian's. Oh, he said call him number one son. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. That was a reference to Charlie Chan. Yes, but I think it's, it's. I I don't know. It's not insulting. I don't know. It's it's cheap and easy and slightly offensive. Slightly offensive. It's it's, it's offensive. But it's nineteen seventy-six. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a different time. Canada has changed since then, Carl. Oh yeah, it, it was a different time in Canada, eh? Eh? <laughs> they weren't so concerned with racist content or what it was a boot. <laughs> now he overhears. So those other two notes were ripoffs, were they? Well, who's ripping off whom? Perhaps that gorilla of yours has gone into business on his own. <laughs> he wouldn't do that. You're right, he's too stupid. Well, you better straighten this thing out, haven't you? Yeah, all right. Uh-uh. On a payphone! Remember, number one son in there. You oh, yeah, even the way he says it. Yeah. Okay, now, number one son, and I'm sorry to call him that, is listening. And now he knows those two are bad guys who oversaw the kidnapping for real okay so i think to myself great He's this film, i now see the ending there'll be bumbling idiots but this one smart guy will have it all figured out and be commendated in the end he'll be the big hero but no now listen to this how it insults me you uh looking for me he's in white face uh yeah i wanted to ask he wanted to ask you some questions. Catch you later. Don't go away. It's neat that it's him. It's so funny he played a mime in his debut. <laughs> Telephone. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, and I didn't turn the sound up quick enough. Before he comes into the room, they're saying stuff too. See, like the lady goes, you forgot to interview the Schwarza. And then Candy goes, I don't have a Schwarza on my lip. You know, they do their uh... shit. Now, look, 
He wants to take the phone call from from number one son. I'm sorry to call him that, but it's too loud. But it's too loud because there's a performance going on. So he oh, looks so exactly. across the stage, and he thinks he oh, could just walk okay. right over. Show, show me your tits. Oh. Now yeah, that is the police commissioner who is yelling at him in the beginning. So he's like, holy shit, he's going to get caught. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's the 70s wallet when you have photos of your family and like this spiraling. Now you just take your phone out. They're just, yeah, now you take out your phone. They think that they are hilarious. This movie loves itself. They put in the time and the energy. They got a million takes until they got it right. It just isn't good. And this is one of those things where there's a show going on in front of an audience. The character bumbles on stage, causes chaos, and the audience eats it up. Right. This it must be right. part of the show. Right. What, what was the movie was we saw? We saw, oh, yeah, there was a couple black and no, white no, films. It, no, no. It was um, the guy who did The General, who we love so much. Oh, uh, uh, Buster, not Buster. Buster Keaton. Buster. Yeah. And, and he did, you know, he funded that show. Remember the, the uh, Marx Brothers brought, bought from him the ripping? Yeah, the, ripping down the, the thing. Wait, listen, he goes, we got the wrong woman, right? But listen, he goes back, he goes, holy shit. Is this check it out, check it out. He's going to shoot her, right? Yeah. Don't burn her. Don't don't burn her. Three weeks on the job, and I ain't got to burn anybody yet, and they wonder why I'm a compulsive eater. That's funny. That's right. That's what I meant before. Like, Mickey Rooney is not walking through this role. He might have thought of it as a paycheck. Okay, at least I'm working in my, you know, 60s or whatever it is. But he did, he, he is giving his all here this performance is you know what was he um uh andy hardy right he's we as much hardy as he movie. did andy hardy he's doing it here yeah we watched the andy hardy movie which by the way carl is was in the public domain you and me ago. i don't think yeah you and me what did we, we did see the andy hardy movie who had uh g garland in it uh and uh it's the public domain one it just so happened to be that was the one I picked. I think why, it was why on YouTube. You, I would remember every film we've ever done. I, are you Isn't sure? That crazy? All right. Well, we I did it with you. We, you were part of the show by that point. What happened in the film? Oh, I, I think like him and Judy have to start a dance or something, get a show going. Uh, Life lasts at Andy Hardy, was it? Or uh, something of Andy Hardy? It's just them walking around the set. I don't remember. All right. I'll have to take this away. Okay, okay, now, somebody has really kidnapped Victoria. It's that guy who's, oh, the um, who's the phantom of the opera, right? He's the phantom of the opera. Can you guess who it is? Um, is it Peter Cook? No, it's the conductor, right? No, it's right, it's Maestro. He doesn't Maestro. want his reputation ruined with opening night with this lady, so he kidnapped her and brought him to his family's pizza place. This place is called Subs Pizza Pizza. Make up your mind. <laughs> so, Mickey Rooney's gone there to get food. 
I remember and so is John Candy with the whole the anchovies joke. Okay, so they'll both be in the same pizza place. They don't, they don't realize it. Uh, I well, made you they don't dinner realize up. it because they're both bumbling idiots. Okay. I made you dinner. I, I don't know how it tastes. I, I have a mask on. I couldn't eat it. I would no, have pulled like, a handkerchief he tells oh, her to be quiet, and she right. is. This is his close-ups. Yeah, that's the way this film is. It's a Mommy, it's me! Maestro's parents own a pizzeria. Italian, Canadian, Italian. So now we get a joke, and I guess it's from the video game Luigi and Mario. Finally. What, from 1976? I think, what else would it be? Like, he's going to confuse, no, I'm Luigi. Mario, that's Luigi. Okay, you know what? I think that's just total coincidence. They were just going by stereotypical Italian names. There was no 1976. Yeah. Mario is like 80. Okay, okay. What a coincidence. Now, I'm going to, when Mickey Rooney does his bit of I'm Luigi, I'm Mario, I'm going to play the audio because it's a little sure. funny. So now Victoria sees she could just get away and she will. Yeah. They're distracted by the priest. Now, Detective. John Candy's so dumb, he doesn't know that's Victoria, who the woman who's been kidnapped. Don't you always check her yeah, but it's Canadian. It's only worth six cents. <laughs> ching, ching, ching. 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 Hello, honey. <laughs> he does a good job. Oh, no. It's busy. He's trying to call, you know, she's... Well, okay. I would call the police. He does a thing. Have I se I've seen you before. Well, I come here a lot. Yeah, that must be it. I'm not playing the audio because I'm trying to save it for Mickey Rooney. I don't want to overload sure, you. Sure, sure. And I also want to hear the guy back at the uh, club. Okay. That's yeah. So it's weird. Like, I think back in 2001 when I saw this, I was like, what is up with, like, Mickey Rooney? Because he, he's one of those guys who's been around I'm forever. Play so we yeah. Right, Mario. We'll see you around. Yeah. I come in here all the time. Yeah, yeah. I never forget a face. Ooh. Ow. I'm sorry. See, they're doing their job. Hey, Luigi, give me a big one to travel, will you? But Mario. That's not my name. That's not my name. Mario? Luigi. All right, Luigi. Make me a big one to go right away, will you? Let's go, Prado. Luigi, here. come in here. Come here. I am a Mario. This is Luigi. This is Victoria. Sandy, get here quickly. Now. Mickey Rooney's putting two and two together. This is Victoria? We, right. you know. Okay, now. Okay, what do you want me to call him so I don't say number one son? 
Oh, yeah. Um, did you say he ran a festival for eight years? No, that was Bruce. Oh, then I have no idea. Okay, I'll call Her him eyes. the sound technician, okay? Yeah. So he gave the sound technician a Mickey so he would fall asleep. But the sound technician's not. You see how when the first time I ever saw this film, I was like, aha, right? He's smart. He's figuring it all out. He's going to get them arrested, save the girl, and be the hero of the movie. And everyone will be, like, humiliated because they're bumbling idiots. And they'll have to, like, say, well, we knew it all the time and get his back, you know. But nope, that didn't happen. So now that Mickey Rooney's got Victoria, he's not letting her go. This time we have the real broad. Now, all right. for some reason, he takes Phantom of the Opera with him. Now, you see, they also see that Victoria's getting kidnapped. Right. And it must be because the guy has a Tommy gun. <laughs> right. Because this film's doing its job and it's the stereotypical mob mobster. Right. I mean, honestly, even in 1976 in Canada, the people would pause if you saw someone walking around <laughs> with that gun. Now, look. He's in the trunk. Ooh. More reason for me, the first time I ever saw the film, to think this guy's going to blow the lid on this case. Right. But so, no. No. They ruined that opportunity. This script needs to be punched up, and you and me are the man, the man absolutely. for the job. Hey, anytime you want to like improvise dialogue, because we know exactly what they're going to say. Not these guys. I'm talking about uh, Callahan. Uh, Callahan <laughs> it's, and it's Hightower. Broom and Kopeck. Broom and Kopeck. And Broom is from National Lampoon Senior Trip. So, yeah, I, Police Academy movies, there, there's kind of a premise. It's, you know, slobs versus snobs type of film. And it, it's, it delivers what you want. And, yeah, there are characters, even if some of them are very paper thin. Quiet Yelling Lady was great, you know, in those movies. Now, you see, it says Crazy House. Yes. The first time I ever saw this film, because it's so bad, I kind of didn't know what's going on. And I thought this was where they did the uh, show, and it was called Crazy Horse, like the Paris famous club. Strip club, yeah. Like every strip club I, in oh, Burlesque, burlesque, okay. And... Um, but no, that wasn't a joke, because I kept saying, the crazy house, and I was thinking they were making a joke. They were getting it wrong. Wow, man, you had a lot invested in this movie. Well, it's my job. Now he goes, I've got the real Victorian, and Peter Cook's like, she can't see me, and they're rushing him off. You hide in here. And we're starting our hilarity yeah. of the fun house confusion the the person the mentally challenged house uh the cops are going to show are they playing wacky music at all no That's because weird. you know why she's got that singing teacher with her they think this is for real this film they're not doing slapsticky goofy stuff. they think you're gonna i'll go in you two stay here you leave a young girl like me out here alone don't make me nervous. All right, come on. <laughs> I love her, but him. Once right, again, just his props. Richard Monette. You're saying French-Canadian, but it's Monette with a hard T at the end? No, I guess you're right. It's Monet. I'm just being a dummy. 
Richard Monet. It's Monet. It's got to be. Wait, 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 wait. You don't pronounce the last letter, so it's Monet because it's M-O-N-E-T-T-E. Oh, Richard I've been. I, I I was not aware of the et at the end. There's a man looking at us. Right, and she sees it. They look over and see painted eyes and go, come on, those are painted eyes. Because, well, now they are. Maybe there's a good rhythm to this. I mean, there's some funny scenes and, like, the, yeah. the rhythm is tight and, no, you know. It's, no, it's the rhythm like of this film is not good. There those are a couple moments that you go. Okay, check out the rhythm here. We'll see what I mean. We can't afford yeah, but that's Peter Cook. That's not fair. You know it's going to be it's fucked up. It's the movie. It's the movie. Oh, there's some music. Okay, now, why are all the cops showing up here? Who told them to come here? It wasn't our sound recorder friend. Or was it? Maybe it was, because it's not explained in the movie why they all arrive. Where's now, yeah. Here we have a police force of bumbling idiots. All with trench coats and hats. Yes. Let me put up the sound, and you can see his, uh, how he addresses them and everything. Go for a policeman. They're telling her, go find the cops. Oh, look how she's dressed from the play. Right. She's, okay. In the play, I don't know if you noticed, in the musical, she was playing like a pervert trench coat guy watching sexy girls. So she just happens to be dressed that way. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. Wait, is that the naked girl? Yes. No, yeah. She's naked under there. Yeah. I don't know oh, why what she... Do you... Oh, you don't know why what? She rushed out of the performance naked. <laughs> Yeah, it's awkward. I mean, what, what would you say to a naked lady? I remember that film. Right, the lady, we're going for a ride. A drive, not a ride. A ride is a drive. Is oh, a ride. Shut up. Shut up. Now you, you see, they're, they're following the script. They're saying they're witty repartee. Yeah, right. You must say ride and drive. So now he's like, line up! And she lines up, and they can't tell it's her. <laughs> All right. You're on. All right, fella. Wait a minute. What do you know about this? You're always ripping my clothes off. Are you... Oh, right, it's a callback. Look, that always happens, by the way. Uh, with women are naked like that. They're, guys never get their coats ripped off. Yeah, and also there, there was a gag there in which he thought she was a guy, just like she thought Bruce was a lady. Right. Now, at some point, he's going to say, Turn on the lights, Leo! And Leo will turn on the power to the fun house, and it will all... Oh, and then it will... No, this is a real fun house, right? Or do you think this is a movie set? Uh, I think it's probably a real... I don't know the answer. Yeah. It looks like a standing thing in an amusement park, right? Look, right. you see that thing was alive? 
In the back? It moved, yeah. yeah, it was smoking a cigar or something. But, no, well, he put up his fingers like, shh. Oh, I, oh, I thought it was a stogie. But I, I don't kind of get it. But, like, who is he? Why would he be there? He was hiding in a closet. Right. I, I yeah. don't. He's one of the attractions and rides. Did he have a, like, was he in makeup like a clown? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Frankenstein. Like Frankenstein. So maybe he works at the crazy house. Yeah. Maybe. He must. Maybe. If he's in Frankenstein, get up. Maybe, or Frankenstein owns the crazy house. Frankenstein's monster owns the crazy house. And follow me. On the whistle, wait for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it feels like a movie, Carl. That's right. Now, here's what you were talking about. Yeah. Well, Shanghai had, like, a, a mirror maze. And they would keep shooting the wrong image. Because of the mirrors. Yeah. I love fun houses. They don't, they don't exist anymore. We, we can't have that anymore. Oh, no, there's uh, some bullshit on Hollywood Boulevard, House of Illusions, I guess. There's the fun house that you're talking about does exist, but it's like in those old timey. Well, the okay. Playland by the Beach had a famous fun house right. in San Francisco. Yeah. And it's like, who the hell are you? But they know it's the opera director. Okay, now they find the wrong lady. They think they found Victoria, but remember they kidnapped the wrong person? Let me out! Release Miss Lunak. We should let her out. Sorry, ma'am. Coming through. What the hell going on here? I'll teach you to throw me in a bag, hunky. Wait a minute, miss. With the police. Well, it's about time. I bet if I've been white, you've been here soon enough. Well, you don't Wrong do girl, eh, Bruce? You pay your taxes, and what do you get? Some creeps throwing you in a bag, and you're coming by saying you're the law. Well, you don't do that. Me, Victoria? You sure you didn't forget your eyeglasses? Ouch! Yeah. Wait, cut, cut. Can you do it again? But can you not be so subtle? Ow. Ow. No, no. Say, ouch. Look, you see Broom turning around, so he's twirling up the rope. Which happens all the time. How many accidents have we watched like this? Yeah, but the thing is, like, I want the jokes to be plot-driven, you know? And yeah, they're just do. doing jokes for jokes. I think it's funny that if there was something going around and watching the characters react to it, sometimes, you know, I just love Ace Ventura and Jerry Lewis, there's always something grounded. Otherwise, the scene is him walking in camera and doing something. Yeah, whoa! Well, making a scene. <laughs> and it's you see our straight man with his disapproving... Oh, are we done yet? What he's saying, <laughs> yeah, Keystone Cops was the silent movie where they were like incompetent, stumbling cops and they all moved in mass. Now right? it says he, turn the power on, yeah, but he, oh, he, he, he said turn the house. lights on, but John Candy will turn the whole building on. Right so now, on the fun house, something goes up the stairs and whoa! whoa liability. Now into a trap door. 
Yeah, that's what they they would have like literally moving floors and you would oh. oh No, this is a shit. Will you put me down? I'm warning you I do not wish to resort to physical violence. Get it over with. You speak English. Mr. Lewin. Mr. Lewin! Good evening. Oh, good evening. Mr. Lewin! You're doing a fine job. Go <laughs> They think this is killing. They it's a, think it's the climax, right? There's, I mean, there's not going to yes. be another scene after this. How can uh, you follow this? Where How can you follow act- this? Okay. Yeah, but there's not going to be like a pie fight after this, right? Or a car chase? No, that this will be- go on for the rest of Act Three, and it will not let up. They are right. going to be in this funhouse for a long time. Part of the joke and premise is they can't find the way out. So what's with the monster? Why is it he doesn't doing make that? sense? I don't know, Mike. What's he there for? What's he doing? The monster. He's a person laughing along with him, and then he's an animated. Maybe he's a Five Nights at Freddy guy. Each one of you will take a door. Now this is a little funny. He goes through a door and comes out. It, this is a little funny. Let me put it on. Here it is. First, I can't possibly be telling you men to take a door. Do you see? Take a door! <laughs> I can't be constantly telling you to take a door. Take a door! Uh-oh. Now, uh-huh. in the same way we had that weird Frankenstein guy here, we're going to yeah. have um, a... a I have to say the wrong word. A little person. What What do I say, Mike? What's the right thing? You know I can't little, say. A little person is fine. The, okay. I mean, All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a little person will show up for no reason and then disappear for the film. Look at this. I mean, Watch the flame. Wee. I don't think it's a set. I think that's a real... I think this whole thing is a set at this point. I just feel like the, right. the way the doors work and the, the slide and... Yeah, I mean, it could be a combination. You know, I didn't get the budget in the box office. There's not a lot of information. Now, I did do a little deep diving to try to find stuff, and all I found was there's a stupid board game based on this movie. Really? I'm a lady? You sure it wasn't just a coincidence? No, I will show it to you after. (laughs) Okay. So it's like, I found you. I found you, Miss Lewin Hawk. I'll get you out of here. But they don't know the way out. Carl, this show is called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T because it's short for Let's Us Watch a full-length movie on YouTube, which is short for Let Us Watch because there's no way in living hell I could rewatch this movie <laughs> if you weren't here in the room. Like, this scene goes on forever. I totally remember it. Now, look, here's the little person for no reason. Well, and because of the, 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 the shin for What? Well, because the hallway looks like it goes on forever, but it's No, we get it why... Like- we get why they did it. Right. But why would he come out, kick a guy in the shins, disappear again? Right. Yeah, right. What's he going to do? Stay in the closet until when the fight's over? He just kicked, kicked the cop. Where did he come from? Right. Does he work at the fun house, at the crazy right. house? Is he squatting? <laughs> he could right, be just he's there in the middle of the night when it was all closed up. Yeah, he might be. Uh, Camping out, but why Mr. would he camp in one room? 
Carl, that's another good point. This is the middle of the night. Why are the employees dressed in costume? Waiting to kick people in the shins and and <laughs> choke them up and down. And choke them and see oh. on and on and on and on. Yeah, but I hate when I go in the funhouse and I fall in the swimming pool. It gets my suit and my wallet all wet, and I wasn't expecting it. It's like the log flume, right? Yeah. This if you go into on. the funhouse, you ride this ride, you're gonna get wet. Right. If you go in the funhouse, the floor is gonna make you fall. And you're yeah, the staircase is going to disappear, and there'll be a big pool. Miss Bruce, <laughs> what was that Nickelodeon show where they had like a, a obstacle course that the kids and their parents had to go through? I don't know because I aged out of Nickelodeon, but then when my kids were young, yeah, I saw it again. So I it was in the middle. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I don't, my brain's not letting me know because I don't think my brain cares anymore. Double dare, family dare, maybe the losers are. And you! That's right, now listen. You listen! I'm at it with you! You're under arrest! What's the charge? Section 347, obstructing a police officer in the course of his duty. Section 1021, accessory before the fact. And Section 45, accessory after the fact. Hey, wait a minute. Doc Stanner, give us right. Yes, sir! <laughs> I shut up. And Duck Center, you're back on traffic patrol. Sir! <laughs> Article 87A, physical violence. It's, it's, a, it's a cast of bumbling idiots, which I don't think works. It worked in the Keystone Cops. That's not what we're watching. We're watching Peter Cook. We're watching... Whoa! What's oh, gonna... Into the trap door! Into the trap door. Black! The liability of this place. What I mean, is happening with this in movie? 19, in 1910, when like fun houses were popular, right? That's oh. because no one knew better. We'll, <laughs> we'll make the floor move around. We'll, we'll have the staircase go under. <laughs> now we're getting, he's, he's going to shoot his way out, but all he's doing is shooting into another room. Great Whoa! Oh, yeah, of course. Right into the water. God forbid oh, this... He can't just like fall off the banister and hit the floor. The floor has to break and has Whoa. to be a floor underneath. Oh, trap door splash. Again. Oh, weird slide. Now splash. He would go on to do splash. Oh, yeah. And this movie inspired Mario Brothers and Splash. Now, Mike, Luigi, Mario what Luigi doesn't make cool. sense is the water was right underneath them, but he got onto a slide that led to the water. So it doesn't make sense in physics. It doesn't. The water is in the, well, the slide must have. <laughs> Wait, where's the slide? Is it in the basement? I'm sick. I'm sick of this movie. No, Carl. Carl, <laughs> let us watch a full age movie. Yeah. This is the fourth time I'm watching this piece of oh, shit. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, I bought it on VHS with a double feature. Yeah. I'm going to get my Look, candy on. Here's where I think, for some reason, I'm He's still, th that the sound recorder here is going to save the day. What's but, with this double jump? Wait. There, one guy's hitting a plank. It's like a seesaw. Yeah, but we had a stuntman do like a, a, a you know, they, a stunt double do a flip. Right, so they could smash through the roof where Peter Cook and Leo were trying to get away. Oh, it's so belabored. 
the money pit of comedy. Yeah. So it's just going on and on, and they think it's the greatest finale in the world. They really spent the time, the money, the energy. They're just, this thing's going to do, just, whoa, now. It's, it's one, thing, one thing leads to another. It's like Final Destination, but less funny. <laughs> less funny. Final Destination is pretty funny. Oh, two, two, two. Now this oh, is okay. the end. Is this and the dragnet? Dun, 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 dun. Put on the volume. See, he was permanent uh, undercover dead. duty. Vito the Trigger Vitale found guilty on charges of abduction, received dun, suspended dun, dun, sentences, dun. and deported to Little Italy. Uh, Jake dun, dun, dun. found guilty of conspiracy to abduct a minor and subverting... I don't care about your characters. Dun, 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 dun. Well, the joke is that they all get off. Decision upheld in the Supreme they all Court get off. In setting decision by Mr. Justice. That I would watch. <coughs> Charles oh, it's a, the wheel. Known as Charlie the Wheel, found guilty on all counts, sentenced to 99 years in the federal penitentiary. Wow, poor Charlie. In the washroom of the criminal court. Polluted the resting officer. Victoria and Rick McHenry found not guilty of obstructing the police and lived happily ever after. They're the only one. Oh, now it's not a slideshow anymore. Released on probation into the custody of his brother, Mario Frescobaldi. He continues to receive large fees for teaching the uninitiated to sing it's a slideshow that also does video. Thank you. Right. Oh, the movie's not over. We're uh, at the big We're at the big end. It's classy. A gesture, Kopeck. A simple gesture. Are you sure about the outfit? Thompson twins. Trust me, Kopeck. <laughs> you know, an opening night is a formal occasion, and a formal occasion demands correct attire. Kopeck, when you see some of the other guests, you'll see what I mean. Back in a quarter. Back in a quarter. Back in a quarter. I'm dressed like the penguin. Well, it's it's Charlie the Wheel again. He's gonna go, Charlie the Wheel! Sergeant Broom! Charlie the Wheel! Come back! Uh, <laughs> Sergeant Broom! Charlie the Wheel! Get him! <laughs> Fell into his lap. Poor Charlie, you named him out. So Charlie, he thinks that Charlie's the valet. So he steals his car. He goes, wait a minute, you don't work here. Got him, got him. It's me, you idiots. He goes, follow that car. No, no, come back, not on front. Take the wheel. This movie can't stop. Now, you often complain about how we don't see the crash. And that's about to happen. It happened earlier in the film, but I didn't catch it. Watch. We don't see the crash. Right, we'll crank it up. <gasps> oh, look at that smoke and all over the tire. They spent the money. They spent the time. That was all planned. Yeah, no, this looks good. There was a point to this. You know, it was supposed to look good. The thing is, it just isn't good, but they don't know it. Yep. He, they got out of the car and escaped. I distinctly told you back there! The movie doesn't end. It's just going to fade off, right? They're going to walk off now. But they're still going to... Stop talking! Stop it! Stop it! Oh, here comes the old saxophone. Can you believe these guys? It's like this every night. Until next time, until the third movie of the Final Lady Trilogy. Yep, here comes the little wacky uh, Klezmer band music. 
Yeah, you heard this, the clarinet go. Yeah. I heard a full orchestra. We did it, folks. We made it through Harry Spiegel. Oh, uh, over. Harry Spiegel was the best. Rummy Bishop. I like Harry Spiegel. He's a good name. Yeah, Spiegelman says it's a yeah. good name, Spiegel. Good name. Delroy Lindo. No, first roll. Play to mine. Richard Monet, Monet, Monet. No, you're right. I didn't realize it was E T T E. And then, right, I remember that scene. These are the pizza guys, uh, Mario, Mario Luigi. That's the only redeeming thing in this movie is that <laughs> you could play that clip ironically or accuse Nintendo. Nintendo was in Seattle. They had a game didn't fly. They created a new game, named the character Jumpman after the Seattle landlord, Mario. And he passed away oh. a couple years ago, and his family said that he did not like that experience at all. Oh, that's too yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, Carl, what's think of this movie? Final Lady, I, 1976. I think this movie sucks. I think that they didn't know it sucked, and they did a good job giving us a bad show. But they really did do a good job. It was not well yeah. directed, but he thought it was. Yeah. It was not well shot, but they thought it was. You have an A-list cast, right? You got Peter Cook. You got a unknown John Candy. Just so happened. That's the reason. That's the only reason why we. If, if he wasn't in this movie, why would we air? Why would we watch right. it? for Peter Cook? No. For Mickey okay. Rooney, weird Nick career is a board game. All right. Look, you see, remember the dragon? Oh, my God. Find the lady. 1976. What do you think? How do you play it? Let's play a game. All right, I'm going to roll the go first. I got a four. What do you got? Okay, how do you play the game? I'll tell you how you play the game. Um, 16 minutes. It takes an hour. The movie <laughs> is shorter. Here it is. A game based on the quadrant motion picture of the same title starring... Larry Dane, John Candy, Mickey Rooney, Peter Rourke, Dick Emery, and Alexander Bastido. Follow the roads to the crazy house and find the lady before your opponents. Fun for the entire family. Makes sense. This guy is clever. This whole movie was a board game. It was like Mousetrap. One thing <laughs> knocks over and then little Ruth Goldberg uh, contraption. Yes, that's else a good way over. to put it. Ruth Goldberg machine. I, I recently seen uh, Under the Rainbow. And it's the same kind of like belabored humor and racist humor too. You know, like uh, they're trying to find, you know, it's just the way things were set up. Yeah, I mean. Well, I, what did you think of this film? Is that what you're, go you're telling me? I will know. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't like this movie. I mean, I feel like I needed to watch it as a completist. It had a lot of good acting in it and it was some original stuff. But I hate this movie and I hate the other one. Yeah. And I, I didn't see the like other one dollar. and I contemplated it, but yeah, I thought maybe I'll just see the clips of them and see why they thought it should become its own film. I don't know. Well, Candy's good in this, you know, like that's the thing. He didn't, he, he was John Candy. It's like what you want to see. It's just, it's a hard movie to sit through. A lot of the jokes are dated, but so be it on that part. I mean, but it really, but it wasn't funny to begin with, I guess. Right. I don't know. It, it was a mess. I, I think it had grand illusions and just, the close-ups of people's faces for a comedy 
you need to, you know, watch a John Landis or watch Wayne's World and all these spheres. Things are set up, right? Wayne's World is right. perfect. You see the location, they talk about it, and then the camera goes into Ed O'Neill giving a speech about, you know. But it's set up that way. Like, I don't know. Uh, so, uh, they yeah, tried. They tried. We did it, Carl. We watched it. You watched it for five times, but we have uh, plenty of movies, so we want to thank you. We have an archive uh, of our podcast on mutinyradio.fm. We do, of course, stream there every Sunday. There's a donation button. Hit that. Donate. Throw a couple bucks. Take an afternoon and listen to their stuff. They have live comedy Monday and Fridays there. If you're a comedian, there is... Found uh, round sign. Sound, oh, yes. found round we're a big fan of Found Round Sound, the show before us at noon with Scotto. Yeah. Uh, so you should check them out. Check out our YouTube channel if you haven't. Uh, and uh, I don't know. That's about it. I think we're good. I, I need to get an enema or something after that movie. <laughs> you call me about the next film, and maybe we'll do that um, Bionic Man and Woman one as Bionic well. Bionic Revolution. All right. <laughs> 1989 with well just because he's in it and we'll get to see him again and right. uh he'll be it'll be the fourth movie right wait senior trip this one and the park is mine the park is mine yeah all right yeah we'll do that one again so listen to us we're, we're going to stark raven so we'll see you guys oh by the way speaking of stark raving i'll close on this my brother adam spiegelman has a new podcast uh-huh. Uh, with Andre Deveau and uh, Adam Felber, who was a guest. Very nice. Yeah, he did. Remember we had, he, he came and talked about Charles Head, uh, Charles Head, Charles, uh, Charlie What was Brand. that film? Brand. So we watched Head of the Family. That's why I said Head. That's right. The, the head of the thing Family. was uh, uh, Charlie Brand, and Adam Felber uh, wrote the memoirs with him. Uh, and we had him as a guest. So yeah. uh, Stark Raving Reviews, it's 12 minutes an episode, compared to our two hours and uh <laughs> they did a summer movie review and adam speaks hosts the show so check out stark raving reviews and that's on itunes my brother's new podcast with andre and adam will do all right you're physically ready at that okay I'm well sorry, we're done man. all we right what'd it. you say what'd you say uh revar as the as the italians say as the italians say Olivar. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. I'll probably cut it, but it's au revoir. Can you say it? Au revoir. Maybe I'll change it. I'm going to change the joke. As the Italians say it, adios. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Uh, 
How, how, <laughs> thanks for having me on. People listening to audio won't thanks get this thing. Having me on, you are oh, yes, right, 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 right. I'm glad to be here as your co-host again. Thank you oh, very much, Mike Spiegelman. I am at this Mike Spiegelman and Carl. And let me just hog up some time. Don't forget to donate to Mutiny Radio. Absolutely. We are actually streaming right now on Mutiny Radio. And we stream first every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're out from San Francisco. And you can find us uh, at our podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And our YouTube channel with video right now, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. But donate. To Mutiny Radio, go to Venmo and give us some money at Mutiny Radio. Radio. The website is mutinyradio.fm. There's another donation button, and you can listen to all the great shows and read about the live comedy here at Mutiny Radio. We're on Mutiny Radio, Carl. We watch a full-length movie every week on YouTube. Uh, great premise. Great premise, right? Do we rip along? as the movie goes yes yeah, so i built these robots because i am uh, lost in space and i'm forced to watch bad movies yeah and you know that show mystery science theater three th yeah it's nothing like that yeah nothing like it's that no nothing no, 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 like no. that Carl, what movie are we watching today today we are watching as time goes by 1988 as time goes as by time 1988. goes by how can you yeah. say that title without hearing the that song from Casablanca? Well, Look, that's true. Absolutely. And look, everyone at home who's going to watch this movie w with us, you must remember this. It's go as time goes by 1988. The channel we like is it's all one word. So it it's not friendly to your eye, but it's Hey Do Radio. Hey Do Radio. H How do you spell Do? D-O-E. All right. Hey Doe Radio is hosting As Time Goes By from 1988. Yes. A, a current movie for us. A 1988. Yeah. Type in As Time Goes By 1988. You'll find the link courtesy of Hey Doe, D-O-E Radio. Click it. Hit pause. Move it back to 000. When you hear go, we're all going to hit play. And we're going to watch this movie on YouTube together. So you could listen to us streaming live and watching the YouTube channel right now, live. You can listen to the podcast and DYI it at your own convenience, or just go to the YouTube channel and Carl already synced it for you. Right. Carl, Best I'm really choice. excited that there's a celebrity comedian to do our countdown for our yeah. movie. Take it yeah. away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Scott. Welcome, Scott. How are you doing? All right. Now, Scott, you are a comedian out there on the scene. I'm seeing you come up. We're coming up together. Seeing you at open mics. I'm seeing you at shows. The first thing I want to ask is you've only got one name. This is very peculiar just to go by Scott. How did that start? How did you make that change? You know what? I am not really sure, but there was a great comedian that I used to watch when I did the stand-up comedy. His name, he went by Carl. So I don't know. If, I don't know if that stuck or I just uh, came up with it on my own. I really don't know. It, well, it's a very interesting concept. It's almost unheard of. This is the first time I ever bumped into it. So kudos to you. It's a very common name, Scott, and you'll distinguish yourself by not having a last name. It's a good idea. Start from the best. Now, the second thing I wanted to bring up is your material. 
okay? You are very wife-centric, very wife-centric, and it's not in a positive light. So how <laughs> do you really arrive at this from a life frustration? Is she in the room? And how does this play out in your personal life with her? Well, she's not too far. I believe she might be in the shower, so I'm safe for at least a couple minutes. Um, well, you know what? Obviously, everything I say is not 100% true, but she definitely gives me this, the, the springboard to uh, make those jokes, and continuously, I might add, day to day. <laughs> always so, new material? Uh, always giving me new material. <laughs> For sure. Tell me more, though. Does she is she aware of this? Is it on her radar? How does she feel about it? Has she seen you do wife jokes? Yes, and she um, she came actually the one time I actually took the uh, comedy class at uh, Scotty's, and um, she did come to the graduation, and that was about the last time. Um, yeah, she she doesn't particularly care for me doing wife jokes, and I explained to her that it's not a hundred percent about her and. When I do tell her jokes, she goes, that's not how it happened. I said, exactly. I said, because <laughs> I, I take the story and then I switch it around a little bit. Right. Um, but still, not really happy because she's like, well, people don't know what the real story is. And I said, well, most people don't even really know me or you. But that answer <laughs> is good enough. Well, you know, I had the same thing with my wife. Now, I'm not like you in terms of it being like a uh, part of your persona, practically, you know, but I do have many wife jokes and they're not favorable. So I made up a fake name. Her name is Cynthia when I'm on stage. So it's a fake name. Have you thought of something like that? Namer? Gladys? I did. No, but you know what? Here's the truth of the matter. I would really like to get away from wife jokes. It just, it just seems so easy because it's so there. But I do feel uh -huh. this, especially for like, starting comedians when you have something that's so easy because comedy is all about timing and being able to get up there and speak comfortably and that is like the easiest thing for me to do so maybe mm. in time i will move away which i am actually trying to do as we speak so but okay they just keep popping into my head as <laughs> the days go on so we'll see what happens well, you got to write from what you know, and you're certainly doing that. That is for sure. Now, exactly. let, you, you are a very fresh comedian, new comedian. I mean, you're taking the class. Maybe we're talking about two years here, something like that. What do you... I, I took how long the class, and it was, it was two years, three months. Uh, three years, three months. It was October when I first started. Then I took a complete year off uh, during a pandemic. Wasn't allowed out of the house, more or less. Gotcha. But, um, yes. So, um, so, so we'll say a little bit over two years with a long now, break. Very different than other comedians, and this is one thing that distinguishes you. You have a catchphrase already after such a short time. Get the fuck out yes. of here. Now, this is very Italian, but I don't think you're Italian. I'm not. Um, I, I grew up in Bayonne, and I went to college in Staten Island. I was going to say Staten, Italy. So very Italian, four years there. So um, you just soak so, you know, it up. I, I, exactly. So I always had, and people always thought I was Italian. So and Italian people are cool, you know. So you know, there's not many cool <laughs> Jewish people walking around. So um, 
So, uh, you know, and, and it wasn't even to try to be Italian. It was just, it was just, I started doing stuff. And like I said, things just come into my head. Um, mm -hmm. And like, I'll, I'll take, I'll go from one bit to the next because something will pop into my head and it kind of just, things just fall into my lap, actually. So that kind of, you know, fell into my lap. That, yeah. And then how people liked it and started set? saying it, so it kind of worked. Yeah, that's how you end every set. It's exactly. time for me to... Let me hear you right. say it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> now, that's what happened was actually, I didn't even try to do it, like, people, because I would say it in my bits, and then people started saying, get the fuck out of here. And then when they started saying that, that's when I was like, you know what? I'll end it in my bit. Yeah, that's perfect. Very good. Very crafty. Okay, now. Scott, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us, so everyone at home has got to press play at the exact same time that we do here in the studio. That's what you're here for, Scott. So why don't you go ahead, Scott, and give us that.